15th of July 2022. The use of e-cigarettes is on the rise. The nicotine in one device is the equivalent of 50 cigarettes. From news.com.au. I'm Andrew Buckalo and I've got news for you. Let's talk about vapes, baby. Are they really bad for you and me? Such a bad singing voice. I'm so sorry about that. Vapes or e-cigarettes, as they're often called, are absolutely everywhere these days. And there are two main types, Okay, You can get them with nicotine or without. Now, both types are illegal for people under 18. And if you want to vape with nicotine, you actually need a prescription from a doctor. But somehow, young people all over Australia are getting around those laws. And to be fair, they might be willing to break the rules because there have been so many mixed messages about vaping in the last couple of years. Some say vapes are dangerous. Others say they're not that harmful at all. I mean, it's confusing, right? So today, what we're going to do is separate fact from fiction and get a final verdict on vaping. How dangerous is it? What effect will it have on your health? And what needs to be done to ensure that those naughty youngsters stop breaking the bloody law and don't use vapes until they're 18 or older? Hmm. We'll get underway in just a moment. Medical research has concluded the vapour from e-cigarette devices can be harmful. The report released by the National Health and Medical Research Council has also found that people who vape are exposed to more than 200 chemicals, many of which can be damaging. Well, Emily Banks is a professor of epidemiology and public health at the Australian National University who recently released the most comprehensive review of vaping-related health impacts to date. Emily, thanks so much for coming on I've Got News For You. Tell me, how many people in Australia actually vape? Well, our latest national data come from 2019, which is actually a bit of a while ago, but those showed that around 11% of Australians aged uh, 14 and over had tried e-cigarettes at some point. But what we've seen is there's some more recent data from New South Wales um, and other jurisdictions that indicate that it's really increased a lot, and particularly among young people. Well, that's not ideal. Now, do we know how many people are using vapes loaded with nicotine and how many are just using non-nicotine vape juices? So the vast majority of users are using nicotine uh, e-cigarettes. We don't have the exact numbers in Australia, but we do know from the US that it's more than 99% nicotine containing. And when we look at the data where we've interviewed uh, young people about why they're using e-cigarettes, they're actually saying they like the nicotine. They like the feeling of nicotine. They like the rush that it gives. So the non-nicotine e-cigarettes are not used very widely. I guess the big question, Emily, is just how dangerous is vaping? Well, the first thing to say is that e-cigarettes do have a known range of harms and they're particularly harmful for people who are non-smokers. The main harm for non-smokers and particularly our young people is addiction. So addiction to nicotine is is a very powerful thing. It's the main thing that drives smoking. So even people who know that they've got serious health problems from smoking will keep smoking because of the nicotine content. And nicotine itself, the addiction, is recognised as a harm. We also know that they cause poisonings, that they cause seizures from um, inhalation. They also cause trauma and burns from exploding batteries um, and they also cause lung injury and that's particularly where the e-cigarette has been adulterated with uh, a substance called uh, vitamin E acetate and also tetrahydrocannabinol. But also uh, lung injury can result from e-cigarettes that are just the normal, um, you know, standard contents including nicotine. We also know that use of e-cigarettes by non-smokers 
increases the risk that they will take up conventional smoking. And what we see in young people is that they're around three times as likely to take up smoking if they've used e-cigarettes compared to um, non-smokers who haven't used e-cigarettes. And I'm sure there's some people listening who, uh, even though there aren't many from what you've said, are using uh, vapes with non-nicotine liquid. Are they still at risk uh, if they smoke those ones? Well, so the other thing about all of the e-cigarettes is there are a lot of health effects that we just don't know what they do. So so we, we really don't have long-term data on outcomes like cancer, cardiovascular disease, respiratory diseases like um, asthma, mental health. We don't know what those outcomes are. And so there's over um, 243 different chemicals that have been found in what people inhale from e-cigarettes. And a lot of them are things like, you know, we have formaldehyde in there. We know that causes harmful effects. But a lot of the other things we don't know. There's over 17,000 flavours available for e-cigarettes. And for those compounds that have been shown to be safe, they've been shown to be safe when you eat them or drink them, but not when you inhale them. So there are some of those chemicals um, where we just don't know what they do. It's often said that vaping is less harmful than smoking cigarettes, therefore it's a healthier alternative. What do you think of that statement? Well, first of all, that only applies to people who are smokers. So around 90% of the Australian population don't smoke. So saying to them this is safer than smoking is kind of meaningless. You have to compare it with what they're currently doing, which is breathing air. And and the other thing is that smoking is the most dangerous thing we do. So we have 8.7 million deaths every year in the world because of smoking, and up to two thirds of the smokers in Australia will die from their habit. So saying something is safer than that, it isn't a great advertisement for it. I think the main thing to say is that for people who smoke, most people who smoke and quit successfully do so unaided. And for those who need assistance, there are a wide range of products that have been shown to be safe. E-cigarettes are recommended as a kind of last resort if you've tried absolutely everything, and they're recommended under medical supervision. E-cigarettes or vapes are relatively new. If they hadn't come along, do you think that this could have been the first non-smoking generation? We were really on a very, very good trajectory. Australia is a world leader in tobacco control and our young people were really leading the way there. We had more than 95% of young people not smoking and we were seeing improvements year on year. Now, those improvements are threatened by e-cigarettes. We're seeing really quite widespread use in schools and among young people. And we need to really um, work out what we're going to do about that. Australia is unique worldwide in having the prescription only model for e-cigarettes, which means that we are making them available to people who need them to quit smoking while trying to avoid use in non-smokers. I think what we really need to do now is to say, how do we make that a reality? How do we make sure that that, um, non-smokers aren't using e-cigarettes and they're appropriately available to people who want to use them to quit? Yeah, just to go over the law again. So it's illegal for anyone under the age of 18 to use a vape full stop around Australia. But if they want to use one with nicotine in it, they need to have a prescription from a doctor. Clearly, young people are getting around these laws somehow. How are they doing it, Emily? Well, there's quite a bit of evidence about where e-cigarettes are coming from. So people are importing them on a large scale and they're available a lot of illegally at a lot of um, shops under the counter. And there are also people dealing them at schools, lots of different locations. So we are seeing 
quite a lot of use among young people who are not having them on prescription. And uh, there's a really quite a lot of concern in the community. Well, one of those people in the community who is concerned is Amanda. She's a mum whose 13-year-old daughter is addicted to vaping. She told me that she can actually go into the local tobacco store and just buy one. No questions asked. We'll hear her story in just a moment. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts. All around Australia, young people are getting hooked on vaping. Here's one of them chatting to the ABC's Four Corners. You have your phone and your vape. Like, it's just, it's an accessory that you constantly have. It's the last thing you do before you go to sleep. It's the first thing you do when you wake up. Sometimes you wake up a couple times during the night to hit it and then go back to sleep. Amanda is a mum who says that she first discovered her 13-year-old daughter was vaping about a year ago. Amanda, when you first found out, what did you say to her? We pretty much just said to her why at first and tried to keep calm. Why are you doing it? And then we sort of just tried to tell her how dangerous it is. And she pretty much just said it just made her feel better at the time. I think peer pressure and all of the sorts. So the conversation the first time was a little bit calmer than conversations afterwards when she continued to use them. Okay, well, let's talk about the vapes themselves. Uh, how did she get her hands on one? Uh, um, so she actually has since told us they can walk straight into a store in our town and buy them. At first, it was the local petrol station around the corner. So I would imagine them ones don't have the nicotine. And then she told me that she can actually go into the local tobacco store and just buy one. No questions asked. And is she using a vape with nicotine in it now? I'm pretty sure now she's using both, yes. Far out. This is obviously something that's happening in schools right around Australia. Has your daughter said that all her friends are using vapes as well? Yeah, her school is actually riddled with it. And I've spoke to the police um, locally about it as well, and they said it's everywhere. And so have you been confiscating vapes off your daughter? I haven't, but her dad, who is in a different home, has tried to confiscate, but she literally just goes and buys them again. Do you think that she's addicted to vaping? Absolutely. She can't not vape. She has like three vapes at a time. We took her away with us last week and she was literally disappearing to toilets regularly. Obviously, as parents, you're telling her this is dangerous. She shouldn't be doing it. What's What does she say back to you? She says she knows. She says, I know, and I'm trying to stop, but I can't. I tried to get her support, but no one is helping. Obviously, vaping is illegal for people under the age of 18. In order to get a vape with nicotine, you need a prescription from a doctor. So the law is there. So what action would you like to see taken, given it's already illegal? Um, they need to be getting tougher. Like, I think that if they're caught with them at school, regardless of whether it's nicotine or not, they're both not meant to be used in minors. They need to start making harsher 
consequences. Like we were told that there's a no vaping tolerance at school and it would result in suspension. They're not being suspended. They're not having any consequences. Get police involved if you have to. Like something more needs to be done. Yeah. I can tell from your voice, Amanda, just how like upset you are about this vaping issue. Yeah, there's kids ending up in comas. Mm. It's scary and they just think it won't happen to them. Not all vaping is bad, according to Sydney-based doctor Colin Mendelson. In just a moment, he'll explain why he actually tells some of his patients to take up vaping. Are you ready to get an inside look at crime from someone who has investigated some of Australia's worst crimes? It was like Aladdin's cave. The luminol found bloodied footprints and bloodied handprints on a wall. So it's yeah. just like a horror movie. Former homicide detective Gary Jubilant sits down with cops, crims, addicts, victims, small-time cheats and big-town lawyers as they tell their incredible stories. My house got raided. Next thing you know, I got bail refused. Next thing you know, I'm on a truck yeah. to Parkley Prison. Listen to I Catch Killers early and ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts. Health authorities fear after COVID, e-cigarettes could become the country's next big health issue. And while some ex-smokers say the products have done wonders for them, there are warnings not everyone's experience is the same. Well, time now to meet Dr. Colin Mendelson. He runs a clinic in Sydney to help smokers quit cigarettes, and he says that vapes can be an extremely effective quitting tool. He's actually even written a book called Stop Smoking, Start Vaping. Dr. Colin, thanks for chatting. Uh, vapes, or e-cigarettes as they're often known, they may contain fewer chemicals than conventional cigarettes, but they're still harmful, aren't they? Well, look, vapor contains only a tiny fraction of the chemicals in smoke. There, there are over 7,000 toxins in smoke, and typically about 100 chemicals in vapour. And the doses in vapour are actually much lower than they are in smoke. In fact, it's been estimated they're mostly less than about 1% of the concentration in smoke. So it's obviously better not to inhale any chemicals at all, and there is some risk from even small amounts. But if you're not a smoker, you shouldn't start vaping. That's an important uh, golden rule. But if you are a smoker who switches to vaping, you will have a dramatic reduction in the number of chemicals and the level of chemicals you're exposed to and significant health improvements. Okay. What about the long-term risks of vaping? I mean, should we be concerned about that? We don't know much at the moment, right? Look, we know surprisingly a lot, but like all new products, the exact long-term health effects won't be known for decades. So it's possible we may see problems develop over time and we need to watch that, but Based on what we know, and we do know a lot about what's in vapour, based on that small number of toxins and the low doses of chemicals, it's beyond reasonable doubt that vaping long-term will be much less harmful than smoking. And the Royal College of Physicians in the UK estimates that long-term use is likely to be no more than 5% of the risk of smoking and probably a lot less. Okay, so we know that you're pro-using vapes to get people off cigarettes, but, I mean, if vapes are harmful, wouldn't it be preferable to get people to quit smoking using things like patches or gum instead? Well, we normally try those things first. So when we approach smokers, we would normally use the first-line treatments like patches and gums and arenicline first. But the problem is that 
even with those first-line approved treatments, success rates are very low. Uh, over 90% of people who use those treatments are still smoking 12 months later. And most people try them repeatedly and fail repeatedly. So vaping is another option for these people who just can't quit with conventional therapies. It's twice as effective as nicotine replacement. And, and that's because it delivers the nicotine much more rapidly than say the patch or the gum and in higher doses. So it's, it's more satisfying, but perhaps more importantly, it, it mimics the hand to mouth action. That's a really important part of the smoking habit. It, it mimics the, the sensations of smoking and, and the social aspects of smoking. Dr. Colin, I read a study the other day that said vapes with nicotine were more effective at helping people quit traditional cigarettes compared to just patches or gum. But the study did find that a high percentage of those people who used vapes were still vaping a year later. So I guess my question is, is there a chance that it's just replacing one addiction with another? Look, it's recommended that vapors stop vaping after they've quit smoking. But for many of them, continuing to vape actually helps to prevent them relapse to smoking. And that, that's always the problem for people who quit. They constantly relapse. Um, but it's a good thing if they continue vaping because they're getting a lot less of the toxic chemicals than if they went back to smoking, which is the alternative for many people. It's always best to stop vaping if you can, but the long-term risk is likely to be only a tiny fraction of the risk of smoking. Well, if you want help to give up smoking or vaping, you can call Quitline on 13 78 48. And in case there are any young people listening right now who are using vapes or who are thinking about taking up vaping, I just want you to listen to this message from Professor Emily Banks, okay? Here it is. Well, the main thing to say is that addiction can really creep up on people. I know young people who say, well, I'm not worried about it. It probably won't happen to me. That's what a lot of young people who started smoking said. And I think it's really important to recognize that it is a very, very addictive compound, nicotine, but also that we don't know the long-term effects. Your lungs are an amazing thing. Your brain is an amazing thing. Um, and we do know that nicotine has um, adverse effects on, on young people's brains, um, particularly concentration, memory, um, and also can make people quite irritable. It's a wonderful time being young. It's a wonderful time in terms of learning. You, you know, you're, you've got amazing health compared to what happens when you're older. And it, it's really important that we maximise that. I'll chat to you again tomorrow. See ya. <laughs> 